Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham. That's excellent. Jude Bellingham. This is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Rina. Brilliant from the American. Just like that. Graceful. Sally Hoogstown for Anthony Modest. Royce. Not a bad idea. Hey, welcome back to the B2B podcast. My name's Jake, joined as always by Carver, and I want to say screw everything we, we mentioned last week. I feel like we were down in the dumps, but I'm feeling pretty great now, Carver. How are you doing, man? Never doubted us for a second, Jake. Don't fact check <laughs> me on that, everyone. We're starting the podcast now, episode one now. Welcome. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the first ever episode of the BBB podcast. Forget, just don't scroll, do any scrolling. If uh, another episode starts playing automatically after this one, just throw that in the trash and let's move on. Let's move on and, and get this Bundesliga title, uh, which is how I'm feeling yeah. right now. I uh, got the exciting news Saturday morning uh, that that Bayern lost. I remember seeing the, uh, I think it was 3-0 at the time or I don't know. I don't know how that game played out. Was, I saw there was three goals. Bayern was down and I was losing it texting carver immediately uh and yeah out of control <laughs> and I, I was immediately excited and i had no i wasn't like concerned that we were gonna i mean i was still once the game started you know i was a little like little nervous but i was feeling pretty confident at that point uh, we talked about we did talk about it in the episode last week like we we've had chances we've haven't taken advantage of those chances we've let it slip away time and time again uh, and now we got another chance and we we capitalized. Yeah, I did say last week uh, as well that if Bayern were going to drop any points in the coming weeks, it would be away at Mainz. And with that, a win against Frankfurt leapfrogs Dortmund back to the top of the table with destiny in their hands now with just a handful of games to go, which it made me a little bit more nervous just because Dortmund have had a handful of games this season where they've come up short in high pressure situations. So I was I, I went back and forth because yeah I, I was also feeling good because we usually do really well against Frankfurt at home uh, even especially in recent times too I, I think besides the last like two games they haven't scored a goal against us in like four years um, so but yeah just teeter tottering between that and then also kind of failing up to big occasions. Well, there was the crazy stat that I didn't realize, and um, like uh, Glasner hasn't has lost the last nine games of Dortmund. I don't think he's beat Dortmund once. And I don't remember if it was like seven or nine, but he has not beaten Dortmund, uh, which also, I think, I feel like I kind of like him as a coach. He seems like a pretty decent dude. And so, not that I felt bad, but I was like, I was just surprised. Uh, but also, we, we've seen this. We talked about it a bit last week. It's a lot of like all the Bundesliga Bundesliga pundits have been talking about too how Frankfurt's just kind of in the slump. They did the same thing last year. They've kind of fallen off. Um, they're still going in. Are they? Are they still in European competition anymore? No, this remember. was the game that nope. knocked them out in the oh, European. Yep, Pokal though. They're in, they're still in the Pokal, yeah, so yeah. they have that going for them. But Bundesliga, they've been slipping, um, and so we were able to to take advantage and just blow them out of the water. And this is kind of a game where they. <laughs> to save their Bundesliga season and like Champions League hopes like this is or European hopes. This is a game where they need to turn things around too. And we just uh, not, not going to let that happen because we, we needed it more and we wanted it more, uh, which was showed with the four goals 
Um, but we'll start with the lineup. Obviously, Koble and goal. Rearson out at right back again. Hummels and Schlotterback are two center backs. Uh, Guerrero, Guerrero back in at left back. Then we had Bellingham, Chan, and Brant, along with Mullen, Adeyemi, and Hilaire up top. And just to touch on Frankfurt's lineup real quick, their defense was delicious looking. Uh, the back three uh, of their lineup had you know players either were either at a position or almost as old as Terzic, and I'm not doing a bit with that. So our front three was probably licking their lips at uh, their defensive line because, I mean, you you name it, we had the we had the pace and power, we had the size, uh, and the combinations of you know just a variety of different players we had up top. So uh, that it's still a little bit more confidence at least in the attacking aspect for me. And I also want to say before uh, we get into the game itself that just the sensational atmosphere at the Westfalen from these supporters at, on Saturday, I mean, they were absolutely nuts. They knew that, you know, the opportunity at hand and what could happen that day. So they really pushed these players, especially in the second half. And I think Jude even tweeted, if I'm not wrong, it was on Twitter saying that it was the loudest he's ever heard the stadium too. So all credit to each and every one of those people there that were, you know, chanting in full voice including, of course, Nathan from the St. Louis fan club, the Borussia STL. He was there. Um, I, I couldn't imagine the, just the, the scenes of him. And he was also in the yellow wall, which is cool. And the two times I've been there, I have not been in the yellow wall, actually. But I think in the third time, if I do go again, I'd like to have that, uh, that chance. But either way, the fans were nuts. <laughs> I, I won't mention the game specifically because I don't think I'm allowed to anymore. But he, I, I would say he definitely had a better experience than you did. When yeah, you're <laughs> exactly. earlier, earlier in the season. Um, but yeah, and I mean, we've talked about it so much. And if if you're listening, then hopefully, you know, Dortmund fans are the best fans. And even, I mean, obviously, like they're, I think it was to a, another level than what we saw because of the Bayern result. Um, we had the later game, Bayern played earlier. So we knew, we knew what we had. We All the fans there knew what we had to do. And just like that, helped and probably elevated the team so much to having them like they're they're always nuts and crazy like i and out of control and i wouldn't be surprised if we saw that same energy or a similar energy uh if byron would have won like they, the, the fans home and away they're always just insane and ridiculous but to the point of byron losing that extra motivation extra yep. craziness i'm sure uh hopefully we'll get we we're gonna try to get nathan on here but hopefully we'll we'll get his experience uh, firsthand here pretty soon. In the next couple weeks, we'll be able to get him on hoping. Um, but yeah, just out of control. That's all. I'm just con- out of control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so let's talk about this first half. A uh, few minutes in Hummels already asserting his dominance in that back line, completely shutting down Muani, uh, one of the best strikers in the league. Again, Hummels really stepping up in these past few weeks, given how we didn't know what our back line was going to look like. Even today, um, I kind of went over my head for a second just because I, I guess I was thinking about it earlier and I forgot to say it, but I mean, Schlotterbeck starting? Who who knew that he was even going to be healthy enough to be in the squad? I had I had no idea. I mean, we kept hearing at least till May. I really hope we weren't pushing him, which it looks like we were because he came off early, but Sule coming on again right after him and as a replacement, it's like, what is going on? But uh, Wasn't it just last week we were talking about who was going to be our center backs? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, literally. And again, uh, I, I talked about Matt Hummels and just his age, and I didn't mean it in a bad way. Like, I, I back him all the way. But, like, yeah, great performance from him. Got got the goal. And then, yeah, just the surprise of Schlotterbeck being in there. Uh, just, and Sule. Like, yeah. 
where I don't know where that came from because we thought it was going to be Koulibaly and maybe Chan. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Hummels was, yeah, tested early, shut down Moani. Moani had zero successful dribbles this game, zero crosses, zero chances created, lost eight of his duels, and the only shot he had was actually blocked. I think it might have been by Hummels as well. So, uh, it was great to kind of get some nerves calm down early with especially with our defense you know sometimes at home we could be like so amped up and the crowd's trying to rob behind the players and then we slip up and score or concede a goal early so uh thankfully that wasn't the case about 15 20 minutes in maybe uh get our first goal it was a slick team goal from dortmund it was nice build up brant just enough time for a touch and a dish off to jude at, as uh, frankfurt collapsed on him and Hilaire, leaving space for jude to have a one-on-one on top of the box silky smooth turn receiving the ball uh, and has a great finish at the at the bottom corner of the net too so we're up one nil and 20 minutes in that turn was it was hot (laughs) it was i was gonna say spicy like it wasn't it wasn't the like it's not like he turned and megged a dude but it was just so clean and so good and opened up so Mm -hmm. much space like you knew there was no way he was gonna miss it because he had nobody was in front of him and i think even on the replay you see the the defender like oh just standing there like looking back like just gonna ready to watch it go in it was it was so good in that like even the the build up to was it Adiyemi to Brant um yeah. just kind of yep. like that classic like Dortmund like we like to see nice yeah, getting a lot of players involved and we've talked about it again at least past few months and I know we definitely mentioned it last summer but obviously Jude kept saying how much he wants to improve as a box to box midfielder uh, this season ongoing and what do you think i mean so far i think he's definitely fulfilling that role uh he had dips in form of course everyone does especially at that age but i mean you're seeing just like with the with the goal from saturday i mean the turn the finish from on top of the box i mean that's not an easy finish especially for someone who's not an attacker uh i mean he's he's been terrific filling that role i know there's been a lot of discussion lately about his attitude and i know we've talked about a little yeah. bit especially the the chan thing and i because it is like I, I notice it here and there and like body language is the thing and you can notice it on the pitch. That's the, like the only, I, I was glad he got this goal, um, obviously. Um, but I like just that, the, those moments and those like fr- that frustration is like what concerns me. Um, not necessarily about him as a player because I, there's still so much like he's so young, um, uh, but it, it just concerns me as far as like his, uh, Little level of like satisfaction and happiness like at the club because obviously I want him to stay right and those signs of frustration is what worries me I don't know mm-hmm. where where you stand on it or how you feel like I don't like seeing it on the pitch obviously like I don't if he's a guy who just kind of has this attitude and thinks he's better than everyone else like I don't want that in there like I, I feel like he's a better person than that but then you see that those moments of frustration on the pitch just mm-hmm. want to get your thoughts and takes on that if that's something you're worried what- about or anything I mean, just like you mentioned, he is young, so sometimes he may just say some stuff that be maybe a little immature on or off the pitch. But uh, what matters, or what I guess concerns me at times, is just what he does on the field when it's just super unnecessary. So, like uh, even in this Frankfurt game, whenever he put his arm around Lens, and uh, I mean, he just he shoved Bellingham off, and it's like I mean, he kind of initiated that. Which, I, of course, we love like the players who have that dog in them, and 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 you know, try to uh, not initiate people to like fight you or anything like that but just keeping that grit and aggression on the field but yeah just sometimes where it's like you just you know getting himself booked unnecessarily but i think he, that's something they that can easily he can uh you know work those out of his game yeah the, i mean the aggression aggression towards other players like other teams 
doesn't bother me me as much. But when you see the frustration, like uh, not getting a pass or like mm-hmm. like a miss, I don't know that I don't know. Just frustration with fellow Dortmund players is what I'm like. Ah, man, come on, like just yeah. just come on. And I I get that it's the end of the season, things are tense, and he like he kind of just has these standards. Um, and I just hope that's not a I don't know. I I just hope it's not a detriment. I get what you're saying. Yeah. The only exception I'll give is is for Schultz. We're always fine with <laughs> Jan and him, but um didn't take long for us to score a second either. Got two goals and and just a matter of a little less than a half hour. Uh it's the second goal was exactly what we always talk about with our front three, a long ball deep into their half from Koble. Uh, Hilaire was able to get a touch for it from it, uh, drawing defenders near him, creating space and also some chaos for the defense and that leaves room for Malin and Adeyemi to run in behind, which is what we always talk about. You know, those two need a player like that as a central forward uh, between them. And in out of nowhere comes Adeyemi with that jump. I mean, holy shit. And, and I know like we talked about his jumping and leaping ability before, but like he continues to really put on on display. I don't, I don't know if we're just maybe not seeing him get those opportunities that much, but man, keep working those in and, and we're never win- losing an aerial yeah, put- goal. Put, put him on corners. I want him like 20, <laughs> 25 yards out and then just let him sp- sprint yeah. and get it. He's the fastest player in the Bundesliga and I think he's got the most hops when it comes to, he probably can't jump higher than everybody uh, as far as like height off the ground, but for how know, small man, he is, for ass, how small he his is. <laughs> ass was on like, I forget whose defender it was. I don't know if I mean, it was maybe. Lentz. It might've been like Tuta's face, but man. I mean, if you're the running five nine, <laughs> if you're running sixty miles an hour and you jump, yeah, you're gonna fly, man. And he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fastest sprinter in the Bundesliga, highest hops, best gainers, best backflips, uh, best celebrations, probably pure uh, but athlete. Yeah, that that ball did not touch the ground until Malin, who also yep. like it was on the half volley, um, yep. but it was like straight out from Kobol. Haller got the head on it. So our tallest dude to the guy who can jump tallest in the air when he's yeah. jumping um, to, to Malin to finish it, who Malin is just out of control right Red now. Hot. And I, yeah, he I is out of it. control. He needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to calm down. Even before his second goal, that's five and five now for the Dutchman. And despite all the criticism from you know the fan base, definitely us included, did me especially uh, for his performances. I mean, he kept his head down. He never complained. He worked hard and now he's finally getting rewarded. So, I am here for it, and I've said this a million times. I'm always happy to be proven wrong when I criticize Dortmund or, or players specifically in Dortmund. Man, let no, let me be wrong. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> that's the best thing, and that's just how everybody should be. Like every, yeah. if you're a fan of a club, you criticize, cool, but you better accept it when it happens. Like, don't you can't you can't be a hater. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're, I'm just thinking of stupid Twitter people. I haven't complained about stupid Twitter people in a long time. It was good to, <laughs> you haven't? Yeah, I actually thought about. That it recently. used to be a weekly. <laughs> segment almost <laughs> like I maybe it's we were talking before we started recording that Carver's been handling a little more of the social media lately. Yeah. maybe that's why I'm just not seeing it as much uh, trying to avoid it but uh, I I constantly think back anytime we talk about Mullen to the 1860 game and then how frustrated we were after that but we have a lot more memories to wash that away I'm happy to take it happy to see Mullen perform uh, yeah. week after week and especially in this game yeah. love it uh, so we go up 2-0, and just after we get that two-goal ki- cushion, I think we get a little complacent, and right around that same time, Schlutterbeck is coming off as a precaution, unfortunately. 
Uh, he did not look happy at all when he came off, but I imagine Terzic seemed on making it clear that we're playing it safe because I don't think really many people, again, knew that he was even going to be in the squad to begin with, let alone starting. Um, so I don't think it was really a like the c- a concussion protocol because I know he got hit in the head, but I think that was more of just like a muscular thing. And uh, that's fine I, if, if we if Sule is ready to go because I think he's kind of in the same position. But <laughs> that was the weird thing to me. And I, I get we went two goals up, but I mean, you, you can't count on that. You can't bank on that. So if you're going to just me being concerned, like if you're going to if like a dude is ready to play or play like. If you're starting him, you can almost expect him to go like 60 minutes, right? Like, yeah. I don't think you're not starting him if you're only going to give him 30 minutes, 20, 30, 20 yeah, minutes. Like, it, it was, doesn't yeah. doesn't make any sense. So that's where, like, when he was being subbed off, I was like, this seems so weird. I get precautionary, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Just I was like, why not start Sule if he can go longer? Because then, because then the concern for me was, well, if Sule goes down, then then what? Like, that's yeah. where I was concerned. Yeah. Um, so it seemed a little odd, but I mean, it worked out. You can't complain anymore, but I was very concerned in that moment for the rest yeah. of the match. Yeah. So Sule comes on, he slots on in the left-hand side so we can handle that pace a little bit better on that side. And uh, obviously his athletic ability well as well. So he can um, you know, try to slot himself in there. But as he tried to catch himself up to the speed of the game, uh, we just continued to be a little bit complacent, a bit shaky in defense for like 15 minutes dropped a bit too deep and played casual in our mid block, which allowed them to play more aggressive and open in their midfield. So uh, I was a little nervous, you know, cause it's the exact same situation against Stuttgart, right? Two goals up, you're dominating the game. You let them come to you, even whenever it's 10 V 11 and they can get right back into the game. And Frankfurt is obviously has a lot more quality in their squad. So you're expecting them to maybe come back and make it a game again. Um, so those 15 minutes or those are like the only 15 minutes, you know, 20 at most, but uh, 15 minutes or so of just them starting to grow back into the game again, create some chances. They had three chances in like five minutes, and thankfully they didn't get a result out of that. So, um, I was going to throw out this stat earlier when we were talking about Hummels, uh, but mm. just I was thinking in that span too, uh, being able to hang on and hold on. Just want to shout out Hummels' 11 recoveries. Not only did he have a goal, which we're about to get into, but 11 Jeez. recoveries, 34 year old. Matt's, yeah. Matt's a million. I love you. Uh, <laughs> just don't want anyone pulling clips from last week where I wasn't talking shit, but if you pulled the audio and cut it up, it would have sounded like I was talking shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 11 recoveries, great performance by him, especially when we're like cons- concerned that Sule. What if Sule goes down? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, Also, I went, I pulled up the highlights while we were talking. I'm like backtracking a little bit. No, I'm backtracking twice. I apologize. We're about to move on forward. <laughs> but I... this. When I went to the YouTube highlights, I stopped on Adiyemi on that header, which we were talking about. And you're right. His butt is literally higher than the mm-hmm. dude's head. Mm-hmm. It looks it's insane. fake. It looks it fake. It does look fake. <laughs> but like, yeah. go, go to the highlights, pause it at his highest point, and try to make sense of it. It's you wild. Can. You can't. You can't make sense of it. Um, you can probably dunk. I think he can <laughs> probably. dunk. Probably. I know Nate Robinson, the NBA, was 5'9". He could dunk. But anyway, regardless, uh, <laughs> this, right this before what half. happens. It's what happens when. See, okay, we got it. This is last week when we were depressed and sad. It was just sad rants. So I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna laugh all I can. Okay, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Um, well, it's gonna get even better because we score another goal, third right before half. Uh, calms the nerves a bit. 
Rafa Guerrero sending it across and Hamels. I was saying before that it didn't even almost look like a header as much as just kind of hit his face. And uh, but it was still a decent shot at the end of the day and and, and goes in the top left corner. And now you're up three 0 right before half. Uh, second half came out with a lot more confidence, showed more grit. Uh, again, the fans really pushing the players to keep going, uh, which I think was an immense uh, for them. And Frankfurt on top of that just looked pretty dead too. So I'm not going to say it was cruising the second half by any means, but it was it was pretty close to it. And it was surprising to see a team that actually looked like they wanted to win the title. Like, wow, where was this last week? Yeah, there's definitely a like a switch, and it was probably the I mean that the halftime talk from Terzic. Maybe he changed it up a little bit, but I'm sure he went in like even though being three goals up, I'm sure he went in and be like, "You remember how you felt last week?" Like. Better not do that again, because uh, yeah. it was just a different. It was just different than what we saw last week, obviously. But it was, yeah, it was. It was different, and it we were playing like a team who wanted to score a few more, not just yep sit back and settle. Like they were, they kept pushing, they kept pressing, uh, they kept attacking. Uh, just like the confidence you saw, uh, knowing that they're down, it's like okay, like one more to really knock them out. Um, yeah, just Man, for the Man security well. and. And I, I I think also like showing Byron too, you know what I mean? Like put on a, a full on 90 minute performance, yeah. um, which is great. Manuel tweeted when we scored our third, he's like, that should be enough. Right. And I retweeted and I was like, absolutely not. No, <laughs> no, we, we do not let up at three nail down. Unfortunately, it, it sucks that you got to say, but in moments like these, no, you do not let up at all. Especially again, if you're wanting to contend for the title and yeah, just like you mentioned, the players having a lot of grit, I forget which minute it was, but Brandt, uh, one possession back with a slide tackle and just like, again, mm-hmm. just getting his body in there. And it's like, this team wants it finally. And and yeah, I, I was not expecting last week, especially because, you know, if, if Bayern doesn't uh, lose against Mainz, even if you win against Frankfurt, you're still points behind. So, um, I mean, credit to the team for coming out and actually still laying on the gas and uh, get a fourth goal. Another great goal from Malin. Now that's six in his last five games. Malin just is it's just red hot. And I love that front three of of Adeyemi, Malin, and Brent. Or excuse me, Adeyemi, Haler, and Malin. I don't know why I said Brent. Um, <laughs> but again, with just the pace and the power and, and the and the combination of all three of them, it's it's really fun to watch, especially with Malin with just having such confidence in himself at the moment. It's really fun. Yeah. And that's a, such a big thing with Malin too. Like you could see how uh like how not confident he was. Is that the Un, in, unconfident? I don't know what the word. Unconfident. Uh, <laughs> you, you could just see his like confidence lacking uh, in the before. You know what I mean? Like yeah. before, first half of the season, you could just see it because like he just looked down. Um, so it's great to see him. And like you said, the pace. Like we have this this interesting dynamic. I think with these two small, speedy wingers who can just run all over the place, and then the the big figure up top with Allaire, um, just kind of holding it down and taking up the space, and then these guys can run past anybody and then on, on Brant too i know we we probably talked a lot in the off season i think we saw a lot of it maybe towards the end of last season but he's been, often been criticized for like his of aggressiveness um and so not only this season especially this game like you you said with the slide tackle like we saw that aggressiveness but also like mm-hmm. his control and his um flow with the ball like he his, his balance and everything too I like I remember the joke was that he would do some sort of like insane roulette and then his very next step fall on his face. Like that was like a consistent thing. And now he's that's pretty much completely out of his game. 
Um, I, I think there, I've seen Brant fall like maybe once in the last several months, which I know at the time was like a low bar, but just like picking up the small things. I mean, he's really uh, turned his game completely around in virtually every metric uh, that you can try to analyze. I was going to point out ground duels. Um, he won six out of 13, 46%, but still like I'd like to see that aggression. I like to see him dueling for the ball. One of them um, winning possession back. Yeah. And then clearances. In a dangerous area too. Recoveries. He had five recoveries too. So like just seeing him getting getting in the thick of it yeah. is always good. And he, of course, he got the assist the first uh, on the first goal tonight. To, so to see him like involved in the scoring opportunities and moments, great. Yeah. Um, the only the fact only that you can have that just that again all of that quality and it doesn't live, stop there either. I mean, Schlotterback having him back is huge. That partnership of him and Sule is going to be so hot for these next few years. And uh just the mid block of like Bellingham and Chan, they're both great at counterpressing too and you could throw Brandt in that mix. I think we're really starting to look at like an actual starting 11 here, barring you know what we're going to do with Guerrero, I guess. But and even then if, if like a game's not going your way, for whatever reason, or even if you want to tack on another goal and get some confidence going, you have a player like Royce on the bench who's a game changer, which he didn't do too much this game, but just having that option on the bench is huge, especially these past or next few weeks because we're going to need every single person to pull their weight. Yeah. Um, I, so I know you sent me an article like right before you started recording and I did not look at it. I did not read it. Was there anything from that in like the overall like picture of this game? Because we talked through the goals. Anything else that really stuck out to you? Besides um, just, looking great. Yeah. Well, I, of course, it wasn't a perfect game either. It's it's not even like this was one of our best games this season. I think it was just with the fans, you know, giving this this team just such a massive boost and the opportunities at hand with the chemistry between the players, the momentum too from the just the first two goals, uh, Frankfurt not being up for it. So there's a lot of different like factors for this kind of a game. And, and I don't think it was flawless by any means. Again, I think we let them come back, come back into the game uh, when we were two goals up. Uh, there was still some space, you know, for them to work into the center as well. But uh, Terzic corrects his mistakes, at least, uh, you know, I don't want to say like all the time, but most of the time he's, you know, he's open to these new ideas and he's uh, wanting to get things right because he lives and breathes for this club. So, uh, I'm glad we were able to obviously get the win. It's huge. That's a club record now of nine, nine straight wins at home. Uh, it's just a massive result capitalizing on Bayern slipping up. It's usually the other way around. When they slip up, we slip up too. And then the table just kind of sits the same. So this is huge. This is huge, everyone. The fact that it is April 24th right now as we're recording and we are, and just for the next few days even too, we're in first place going into the first week of May. Uh, I've been a supporter for a little over 10 years now, and I've, we, obviously we haven't won the league in, in that time, but uh, we haven't even had like a sniff like this in so long. Again, under Favre in his first season, I think we were behind two, maybe three points come April, but now we're on top, and it's only five games to go. It's, it's wild. You you might not know the exact, and I, I don't know it either, so I'm just gen- genuinely asking, but... I th- one, I think, like a difference here is like l- last year, Byron had won it like a few weeks out, right? Um, like the the spread was so far, like there was no chance. Of, I think it was maybe three weeks. Like they had officially claimed the title, yeah, like something they like that. It definitely, it definitely was trend setting. Whenever we again lost to Byron pretty bad in the spring, like I, I, I don't know if there's been in recent years or over the last ten years. I don't, I don't have all these in front of me, and I should have looked it up. But as far as an actual close title race. And I think 
that th- there is a title race going up into the last few weeks like only helps us because it puts more pressure on Bayern. It yep. gives us this confidence, especially with, with how we're playing. Like it gives us something to strive for because it's it's in our hands. It's li- like literally in our hands. It's not like, oh, that'd be nice. or You know what I mean? Like it, it's right there. And I, I think that just like to give these guys like, that they like the fact that they can actually see it in front of them. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, like yeah, we'll give them so there. much more confidence. And last week I even said the only way we get the title of is, is if like Bayern physically handed to us what you just said. And it, this week was kind of that moment of them again, slipping up. Now we just have to actually hold on to it and just walk across the line. I mean, we are right fucking there. <laughs> and these next five games, not a single one is easy, unfortunately. All of them very, very tough. But this five-game stretch is also very, very achievable, too. Uh, it's I think the two away games are going to decide it, in my opinion. I mean, at home, we can beat anyone on our day, especially a team in the, in the, in the Bundesliga. But our two away games are going to be tough. We have, I know this weekend, we have Bochum coming up. Uh, it's going to be obviously a local rival. But they have lost, uh, they lost their last game 5-1. And then I think they haven't won in, I don't know, a handful of games now, if I'm not wrong. I'm they off the top of my head. just had it pulled off. They So they lost to Wolfsburg. Five one, uh, yeah. Before that, they drew Union. Um, they lost to Stuttgart, and then they tied Frankfurt, and that was their last four. Uh, they, they beat Leipzig a while back, but... Yeah. So still so, winless in their yeah. last handful of games, and they're, and they're struggling to pick up some form, too. So this could be another opportunity to, you know, hit a team while they're stumbling. And, and of course, when we're back in form, too. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of options right now. It looks like everyone should be good to go this next weekend, given, I mean, I mean, maybe Schlotterbeck is just, is we're going to be cautious with him again, but Sule looked fine. So our back four looks good to go. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he only played like 25 minutes uh, and he started this game, as I said, like he's, if he started, you would expect him to play 60. So I, I would expect we could get 60 out of him at least like minimum uh, for the game this weekend. Uh, it is going to be tough. Low, it's a, it's a derby um, in Pokem like we lost at Pokem last year. And I think it was towards the end of the season and it was not pretty. Yeah. Uh, um, so like that's the concern, uh, us being in our heads a little bit. But also I feel like we have, the team has a lot of confidence, which <laughs> gives me a lot we, of confidence. And I feel like coming off this, this performance, uh, we're going to go in hungry. Uh, we're going to go in, like I said, with, with the title in our sights and in our hands and just want to keep keep smashing it. I think we have leadership back too, which is a pretty uh, cheesy segue to what uh, Zaheen was asking us earlier, but or asking us on Twitter earlier, but talking about leadership in the squad. But I mean, again, Schwaterbeck is still going to be a question mark, but he is obviously a leadership in the back. Hummels brings that back too. Um, uh, we were wondering if he was going to be good to go, but that was just a slight knock that he picked up and, and uh, Stuttgart. So thankfully, you know, he's good to go. Um, I, I think Chan is still, is, he's a, a proven winner. He's won multiple titles with Juventus and, and other clubs too. So he knows how to win. I'm, I'm thinking I mean, we have the, uh, we have the quality to do it at the moment. I mean, it's, pray to God that nothing happens this weekend, but, uh, we don't have other competitions to worry about either. So it's not like, you know, we're struggling three things at once. Byron doesn't have any other competitions to worry about either, which is <laughs> an unfortunate thing. And I, I kind of, I gave the call out last week. Not that I expected them to really win, but I just I was hopeful that that would just drain a bit more energy. Um, yeah. But anyway, anyways, that's I mean, 
Excuse me. And they also have a pretty easy game this weekend, too. They have Hertha at home. I feel like they're going to rip them apart, given just they got demolished against Mainz. But you know, Byron Stiller right now, they're winless in their last four. Uh, they've lost two of their last four as well. And going to Bremen the following week is is going to be tough for them. So I think there's an opportunity to maybe get two more points. But other than that, we we just have to focus on ourselves. It should be five wins. Easy, simple, and not simple, but easy enough to get five wins. Is Tuchel, does he still love Dortmund? And is this a Tuchel sabotage? You know, I've seen, I've seen multiple people say that online and uh, no comment. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> when he first went, I was like, well, I was like, I hate that guy. I hate him so much. But now I'm like, nope, yeah. I love him. I actually love him. <laughs> and he loves Dortmund still. Yeah, they're in complete uh, disarray. I, the whole supporter base looks like they want Oliver Kahn out too. So it'll be interesting to see how what they do this summer. I don't know if they, I mean people are already saying that if Tuchel doesn't start off the su- or the next fall good at all, he might be out the door too. So we'll see. Um, but okay, this weekend Friday, actually Friday afternoon game, Dorman at Bochum, as we said, kickoff two thirty Eastern time. Did you have any predictions? I do. I think we're going to win this one, and I think we're going to get a 3-1 win. I was also going to say 3-1. <laughs> um, who scores? Hilaire, Adeyemi, Brant. All right, I was going to say Brant. Mollin again. And I hope Mollin does, but I feel, I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm just thinking this is like when he doesn't score. And I'll throw Royce in there. I feel like Royce is going to come back. That'd be cool. Also, I, I forget, and this is my fault. I probably don't pay attention as much as I should. I've said that multiple times. That's why I have Carver here. Uh, is Royce, I feel like he's, is he coming back from an injury, right? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, but he's also just been kind of poo-poo in the last like month as well. I think just since we've really started to have these conversations about how we're looking to move forward with him, uh, I think the board just is really expecting a lot more from him given how much he's asking for at the moment. So I think it's just kind of almost like a power struggle uh, for lack of a yeah. better term and just him kind of trying to uh, find his role within this team because, again, we have a lot of quality, man, especially this summer when we have some more cash to spend. So um, I hope Royce you know, has something to prove here. And, of course, I mean, he does have something to prove with lifting the Meisterschale for the first time. So hopefully that's him giving him the motivation to be a leader himself and, and be a pinnacle point in the squad for these last few games. I'm here for it. I hope he does. Yeah, it, it has been a weird season for him because I feel like he's had a lot of illnesses. Uh, if it was an injury, like he was out sick a while, which um, I don't know what's in the air in Dortmund, but I feel like we've had a lot of like random illnesses and, and Royce has been on that uh, on a few occasions, which obviously doesn't help. And if he's trying to, they're trying to figure out this contract negotiation, right? Like maybe an extension and and whatnot. And then he hasn't been performing or he hasn't been playing and then it's harder to perform because he's got a lot on his mind and he's always trying to come back from something. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of in his head. Uh, there was an interesting, I don't know if it was on the Gig Impression Pod or, or what, or if it was just on like an ESPN broadcast or whatever. But um, the the talk about comparing, like it was shortly after the Bayern Dortmund game and like comparing Royce to Muller. Like you kind of put them like the, the talisman of their team. And then when you look at the dynamics as far as like, Royce has been at Dortmund forever and 
those like last 10 years, he hasn't won. But Mueller is just like a winner. You know what I mean? Because he just wins year and after year. And it's like this, like I love Royce so much, but there is this difference between like someone who wins constantly. And, and not to say like I'm putting, like I'm thinking less of Royce, but there is this mental aspect to it too, right? Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know where I'm going with this other than I want Royce to win the ch- it's, win. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a case of one of those players who wants, you know, do they choose to go for individual glory or making themselves a legend at their club, you know, and, and uh, just like an icon. And, and Royce has definitely sealed that at this club. But unfortunately, yeah, the, the League Cup at least has not followed. But hopefully that changes soon. And, and it doesn't mean he hasn't won things, you know. I mean, of course, he's like won a handful of Pokals and stuff. And unfortunate that he got close to the Champions League and that didn't pull off. But um, either way, I mean, here's an opportunity to change that literally mm-hmm. one month and we will know. So. I hope he that's obviously it is going through his head and and maybe we can change that. Just just add a little uh little gold shield to the goat emoji. That's what we need. All right. I mean, oh, I was going to ask you about Guerrero a little bit. I know we've talked about Guerrero a lot and I will I'm not going to go off on a a tangent like I've done other times. But what do you like what do you expect this summer now cuz I think it's it's shifted and it's changed over the last few match weeks to where we saw him shift in the midfield and then we had these discussions about oh well maybe he's we'll we'll keep him on and as this midfield option Uh, but now like we we've seen him go back to that left back position and rearson back out on the right uh wolf has been playing as much and i just i i want i'm interested in, in your thoughts because we almost saw this like guerrero rafa renaissance right in these like few matches where he played in the midfield uh Got a goal, I think, and a couple assists, maybe more in that short time period. And now he's back at left back. And maybe that's because like our midfielder's a little healthier now, like Brant's back, which is part of that, I feel. Um, and so what does that mean for Guerrero playing at left back again? Playing at left back? I don't think it should happen unless we absolutely need a left back. Um, whether or not he should be at this club still come uh, August... Um, whether or not he stays, I've been saying for a while, we still need to address the fullback issue. I mean, whether or not we keep Guerrero, we need another left back. And whether that's Ben Zayani, it looks like that's going to be the case. We also need another one on top of that because if Ben Zayani picks up a knock, we're in the exact same situation that we are right now. So, and same as always, if 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 Guerrero stays, great. Um, I, I think you should think about not what he can't do, but what he can bring to this team, which is definitely a lot. A lot more than people give him credit for. Um, either way, you know, we need we need at least another fullback. I would say two, right back and a left back this summer. More defensively minded as well. Yeah. All right. I think that's all my transfer questions I had for now. I usually don't like talking transfers, but the Guerrero one is. I don't know. It's been an. <laughs> you've heard my Guerrero thoughts before. Yeah. And now it's You're just we, we like I said the the midfield thing seemed to be an answer, um, and now that's like shifted back so I, I don't know i don't know just things to think about but besides that i think uh that's it for this episode we appreciate you guys hanging out and listening i god i didn't look up i looked up reviews earlier we got um, some more did we do you have them yep. ready to go because i don't I, I do not have them ready to go i just oh. saw that we have a few more and i do want to just sit just to backtrack it's it's not like guerrero still isn't contributing in recent weeks he's still getting assists i mean he got an assist in the frankfurt game too and, and he's been pushed up I think we're just maybe trying to tweak the system. Uh, I saw like Rearson as part of a back three now instead of Chan as a back three. And that gives 
not only a chance for Guerrero to get up higher up the field in that sort of position that we talk about, but also Chan as like a distribution, a distributing number six and someone we could, you know, knock off of in the, or pass off of in the center. So I mean, Guerrero is still, is still contributing, even though, you know, the, the midfield honeymoon, I guess, has, is, is maybe end the question. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. We got some refuse to answer your question. <laughs> this one comes from BB six underscore John says, I really like the American perspective as a Dortmund fan. Keep up the great work. Nice and simple. I appreciate it. Um, and just to uh, the, the point of the American perspective, like me being a Dortmund fan as a newer Dortmund fan over the last few years, just wanted more more Dortmund and Carver is my Dortmund friend, which was like, hey man, you want to start this podcast? So uh, we hope that we can be that for you guys. Just another uh, outlet to consume Dortmund content and especially it being a German team, it's not always the easiest and Bundesliga probably doesn't get as much love as it deserves. Uh, there are some great like Bundesliga podcasts and even other, I'm not saying there's not Dortmund podcasts available, but we just, I don't know. I like talking Dortmund and we've figured other people might like talking Dortmund too. And that's kind of why we're doing this. So I just want to say also that I'm, I'm still very much a new fan myself. I mean, of course it's been like 10 years, but I mean, the club is over a hundred years old and We've definitely had a lot more success since or before Klopp, and that's usually around the—I mean—the time that I that I hopped on. So, uh, still a very new fan myself. I'm just just very invested because I love the team. But with that said, we appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to be so kind to leave us a five star review uh, on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a little note, and if we see that, I will shout you out. Uh, if you listen on Spotify, uh, as we mentioned before, you can leave a review, and then maybe if you like send us a nice note on Instagram. We can shout you out because uh, we're very happy to do so because uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. And so we want to show you guys some love too. And we, the last couple of weeks we've been slacking a little bit with Twitter questions, but we're really active on Twitter. Uh, and that's a way for you to contribute to the episode as well. So make sure you follow us Twitter and Instagram at the BVB pod. The link to everything is in the description of this episode. And yeah, Dorman plays on Friday. So we'll be back next week to talk about that. And we'll see you guys later.